0: Hello there, I'm Dr. An, the Gritpreneur and host of Woman of Grit, a podcast that empowers women to get their grit back in spite of adversity when they find their voice, reclaim their power and transform into women of grit. Come on in, there is a seat at the table for you. This episode of Woman of Grit Podcast is sponsored by Gritpreneur Apparel, a brand that encourages women to find their voices, reclaim their power, and transform their lives. Gritpreneur Apparel. Ever grateful, never quit. I have a content warning. Suicide which understandably can be distressing, is briefly mentioned. If you need resources or support and live in the U.S., call or text 988 or text the word TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741 You're not alone. Please take care of yourself. Welcome to Women of Grid Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arne, the gridpreneur. On today's episode, we have a guest. All the way from New Zealand, in tomorrow, comes Pat Backley. So who is Pat Backley? Pat Backley is an English woman who, at the age of 59, decided to become a Kiwi. She is an author and mother of one beautiful daughter. She now lives in New Zealand, and when not writing, she loves to travel the world, COVID-19 permitting, of course. She published her first book, Daisy, a historical family saga, in late 2020, just before her 70th birthday, and having discovered her passion, she now can't stop writing and has published six more titles since then, wow. She has also contributed to several anthologies and is looking forward to publishing more books in the next year. You can discover more about Pat on her website www.patbackley.com. I will include that information in the episode show notes. So, without further ado, let's welcome author and woman of grit, Pat Backley, to Woman of Grit Podcasts. Welcome back to Women of Grid Podcast. I'm Dr. On the Printer host of this podcast. And I have a guest here with us today, Pat Backley, all the way from New Zealand, already in tomorrow. And we're just going to continue from where we left off. We're talking about you being an author. You have eight books. You have seven published, one at the editors, and two more in the pipeline. So uh, we're talking about your latest book called 70 Years Worth of Travel. And, you know, I was reading through the book, I travel vicariously through authors when I can travel myself. So you made it to Tunisia and Egypt, both in Africa, but not the Gambia. And you said South Africa is on your bucket list. As you know, I'm from Africa, Cameroon specifically, and I'm uh, sometimes bewildered by the prevailing narrative about that part of the world. Can you share with our listeners your perspective based on your travels and what fascinates you about the African continent?
1: Yes, of course. Well, I have to say, first things first, I haven't been to South Africa. Um, my geography is very bad, so I don't actually know where Cameroon is exactly. Uh, so I'll must tell have, you, I'll tell yeah, you. you, so, you. <laughs>
0: Cameroon is West Central. We are yes. neighbors with Nigeria. Most people know where Nigeria is, so we are neighbors. Yes. Nigeria is to our west. Yes. Yeah, just as you make that turn to go west in Africa, yes. Cameroon is right there in that little
1: angle. Okay, well, thank you for that. That's great. Yes. Um, well, I, on my bucket list, I mean, the whole of Africa is on my back, bucket list, but so far I've just done Tunisia, Morocco and Egypt. So I've only touched on on North Africa, really. Um, I just would like to say on the front cover of my book, I don't know if you realize, that's actually me in nineteen eighty five with all all the Fijian kids. So oh, right, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I figured when I when I looked a bit younger. Okay,
0: you know what? We all go through it. Okay, okay so talking, I, I actually said uh, South Africa is on your bucket list. So that's of course South Africa is way uh, uh, yes. south, and as we always say, Africa is a continent. It's very diverse. Fifty one countries it's very diverse geographically culturally Africa is a continent as we say it's not a country so I'm glad that you've had some you know experiences I know you actually had your ticket or deposit for the Gambia and Mm. you suspect your ex-husband was scared of needles so so that's why that trip was cancelled how how did you take that how did you take having to cancel that
1: trip i was so cross because before i go anywhere in the world i always do quite a lot of research because i'm not the kind of person that just likes to go and lie on a beach i like to find out about the culture meet lots of people local people and you know see anything i need to see so i had done loads of research about the gambia Um, I was really excited Um, and then he just said oh no I don't think we're too busy at work we were running a business at the time I was cross I'm still cross I mean that was however long ago that was and in the 80s and I'm still cross so yeah because it's a it's a challenge unfulfilled and hopefully one day I will get to not necessarily the Gambia but there's lots of many more interesting countries I think in in the continent of Africa Exactly. So yes. um, you have your copy of I do
0: 70 years worth of travel. So I, I want you to indulge me and go to page 166. It's a very poignant part, but one in which I totally understand. I get it. Some of our listeners may not really understand what was going on here pat but i got it it resonated with me because funerals we cry we go all out and we cry so i can see you as you describe it i don't know if you are you can read it if not i'll read it but i totally get it it. and this is just to set the stage you're talking about just getting back to fiji all excited to reconnect with your friend and you get some bad news and so this is at her funeral so that starts around um you could start from around where it says everyone who has loved deeply okay that's on page
1: 166 okay everyone who has loved deeply will know the depth of my sorrow i was absolutely beside myself heartbroken Her funeral will live forever in my heart. The Fijian way of grieving is much healthier than ours. People do not try to keep a stiff upper lip. Instead, they allow their grief and sorrow to show. Therefore, it seemed quite natural for me to prostrate myself across Naomi's coffin, weeping loudly and not caring what others might have thought. I wept as I said a few words about my best friend at the church service, and wept again as they lowered her body into the ground, covering her coffin with beautiful traditional tapper cloth. I felt honoured that I was allowed to take part in such a personal family affair. Another chapter in my life was over, but the friendship between Naomi and me will always be known and remembered. I was happy that there were now threads for the next generation to weave. My Lucy already held my Fijian family in her heart, and I knew they felt the same about her sorry but emotional it is emotional pet and I really thank you
0: for sharing sharing her with us mm-hmm. she obviously was so special to you so special that her family invited you in to such mm-hmm. a private personal celebration of life and mm-hmm. I that just I mean I felt bad even picking that particular passage for you to read, but that snatched me. It literally snatched me. It put me in Fiji. I've never been to Fiji, but I totally, Fiji is as far away from Cameroon as Mm. you can imagine. But that is our culture. Totally. Isn't it amazing? I mean, like, it is. Fiji,
1: way over there yeah yeah I know and, and way over here yes, and very often, Dr. Anne, I see photographs of of Africans uh, in Africa, and it could be my family in Fiji. you, you know the, the, it's obvious that there is a, a massive connection really right. on the on the back of that book is a no, not the back of that one, the back of my memoirs is a photograph of myself as an adult. With a, a big Fiji, very handsome Fijian man. Um now his name is Joe. He was Naomi's son, is Naomi's son, and he came came with his mum to live at my house when he was 10 years old, and he's now in his 50s. So and um, we, I mean, he yeah, he calls me mum. We're we're very connected. But Naomi, Naomi and I were so close. I mean, I miss her terribly. Uh we were friends for 45 years. Uh, two women from totally different backgrounds. Totally. I mean, I met her because she was my housekeeper, um, but within two days she was my friend, and the fact that she hoovered my floors was a bonus. <laughs> but we were we were so close, and yeah, uh, that that changed my life hugely. That connection.
0: Thank you so much for sharing her with me. I I I was a little nervous about even bringing that up, but mm-hmm. your writing. I I I I got it. I it like I said, it snatched my heart. And I just felt I was like, oh, this is a tricky one. You know, I don't like, want to make Pat cry, but yes. <laughs> you know, this just touched me so much. I
1: just want to share this with you. This is a photograph. I don't know if you can oh, see it very well. Of near me. Um now this photograph was on her coffin. You know how you have a photograph on yes. the coffin. And when I saw it, I said to Joe at the day of the funeral, I said, oh, I was in that photo as well. And you have cut me off because I was talk- sitting talking to her. Um, this was 40 years ago, 30 years ago. And he said, oh, yes, Marama." He said, well, they call me Marama." He said, oh, yes, Marama." He said, well, we didn't want to use a photo of mum looking old. So we found this old one from when she was young in her 30s with you. He said, but we didn't want you on the photo, so we chopped you off. Anyway, the the day after they all came to my house, the whole family came to my house because I used to have a house in Fiji and they brought me this photograph. And that, so it's one of my most treasured possessions and I have it in my office all the time. So that Naomi is is with me all the time.
0: I look at Naomi, she could be any one of my aunties. Oh, totally. She could be any one of my aunties. So thank you again for sharing her with us. And I read about, I read that passage. And like I said, the only reason I brought it up is because it it just touched something so deep within me. Mm -hmm. I wanted... To, to share that yeah. connection and how you're writing can really just pull people in. It just, it gave me a side of just understanding that people are more similar than they are different. And I, I felt Fijian in that moment because I totally <laughs> understood what um, that was about. So talking about being an author,
1: what have you learned that people should know i think i've learned that we all have things inside us that need to come out you know because i i when i think now all the books i've written i've written three fiction which are historical sagas um three fiction books and then all the all the other ones that was all in my head obviously for all those years and how tragic it would be to die with this still in my head so i've become a bit of a missionary now i say to people oh you must write like your life story down because once you die your story dies because nobody knows our stories like we do um you know we're the only people that know our truths really so i think it's just made me it's made me a whole person if that makes sense
0: absolutely it says we should embrace our unique journeys Nobody knows you like you. Nobody can tell your story like you can. So absolutely. For you, what's the most difficult part about being an author? I mean, for me, just how prolific you are <laughs> in such a short time. I don't know what you can say about the difficulty is, but it seems like the words are just bursting out of you and just flowing, you know.
1: In case there are any challenges, share, share with us. I think for me personally, because I'm obviously blessed that I have all these words that are just waiting to fly out. For me personally, writing is not a challenge. Writing is an absolute joy. And when I have to go because of other things, I have to go days without writing. I feel bereft. You know, I when I when I've got a bit of time and I can sit at my desk and write, I feel, oh, this is. This is joyful. This is heavenly. Um, So for me, the writing is easy. The hard bit is marketing. You know, these days, there's so many millions of books published every day. To get your books noticed is obviously a challenge. So for me, the marketing is the hardest bit. But I'm even getting to grips with that. I'm very proud of myself. As an old lady, I've now learned about, obviously, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. So I want all of those, which is my daughter said to me the other day, "Mum," she said, "you're very smart." She said, "I don't even do all those things," so that's good. Um, it's a necessity, I think. When you know, when you've got no one else to rely on and ask these things, you just kind of you realise how strong you are. I think that's what what this has all taught me. And writing my personal memoirs that was very cathartic because I've had a lot of dramas and ups and downs, and and here I am standing happy, whatever, and I, writing those down was very good because it made me think, actually, I have survived a lot and, yeah, I am a warrior woman, so, and a woman of grit. So, yeah, so writing for me is, is a joy.
0: Okay, so we're coming to, was the end of this conversation? I'm not even going to say interview.
1: What advice would you give your 18-year-old self? I look at photographs, again, I've got a photograph of me when I was young on my desk, Um, and every so often I talk to her, because I was a very shy, tiny little girl who had no confidence really, apart from the fact I came from a happy home, I still didn't have confidence in the outer world, and I think I would look at her and say, it's going to be all right, you know, just hang on in there, don't let life get you down, you know, always bounce back. I had I had a sister who couldn't bounce back and she committed suicide. And so when I was, when my daughter was growing up, I often used to say to her, you know, when she was going through the teenage angst, I used to say, darling, you have two choices in life. You either give in like Auntie Margaret did, or you bounce back. And I, I think that's the advice I would always give, however awful life is, you know, just try and keep going um because you never know what's around the corner and in fact a quote on the back of my my personal memoirs which I firmly believe and Lucy said I used to say it to her all the time when she was little um I used to say life is like a jigsaw you have to look back at it to see how it all fell into place and I really do believe that because without all those dramas and traumas in my life I wouldn't be here where I am now on the other side of the world as an author so Yeah,
0: life's good. Absolutely. We'll come to that when we talk about being a woman of grit. So what's the biggest takeaway you hope our listeners
1: learn today? I think just never give up. And if you get any opportunity, just grab it, because you never know. You never know what it's going to be. I always remember before I was going out to Fiji, I was 25 years old. I'd never left England, apart from the odd little trip. Um, And a lady who'd been a a diplomat's wife and travelled all over the world. I worked in the bank at the time and she just came up to me at the counter and we were chatting and I said, oh, I'm leaving next week. I'm going to go and live in Fiji for two years. She said, now, my dear, I'm going to give you a bit of advice she said accept every invitation you get even if you don't want to go she said because there just might be one interesting person there you can meet that will become your friend and I just thought that's such sensible advice so I tried to follow it and it did produce so many lovely things um and now I try and do that in life you know sometimes you get invited to something you think oh And then you go and you meet this fabulous person that you would never have met. And like if I hadn't and you hadn't accepted the invitation to write in the warrior woman book, you would never have met. That's true. You know, it's yeah, I think that would be my thing. Just just try and grab every opportunity that life throws at you. Take a chance. Um, You know, yeah, some of it will be good. Some of it won't. But at least you can, I don't want to be like my mum. My mum died at 93, full of regret. Mm. Regret for things that she hadn't done Mm. because she had a hard life, you know. Mm. And in fact, the latest lot of books I'm writing are my ancestors series. So I'm writing the life stories of my ancestors just wrapped up in fiction. So I'm in the middle of writing about mum's life now and it's so sad because she started as a young woman with big hopes and dreams and then life squashed those but she never was able to bounce back okay. and so she died full of regret and that's oh. the one thing I'm determined not to do. Right. You know? Right. I'd rather I mean, regret I'd rather regret things I've done and made a mess than not done. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything I
0: left out that you would like the audience to know about you, Pat Backley?
1: (laughs) No, I don't think so. I think I would just like to say thank you so much for having me on your show. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, if anyone wants to get in touch with me, they can through my website. Um, But yeah, I'm just looking forward to another 30 years of writing books. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, well, you can't run off. Quite yet, until you
0: answer my last question. (laughs) So grit is defined as perseverance and passion for meaningful long-term goals, despite setbacks and obstacles. And in this conversation, we've talked about some of the setbacks that you encountered and some of the, the challenges that you encountered. So what does being a woman of grit
1: mean to you, Pat Backley? I think it just means never giving up, you know? Um, Just, life is hard. I mean, life is hard. And I've had times when I couldn't afford to eat and stuff like that. Um, And it would be very easy to give up, you know? And like when your husband of 26 years suddenly says, oh, I don't love you anymore. I haven't loved you for years. You're worthless. At times like that, the easiest thing to do is to crawl into your shell and give up. But I would say just, for me, being a a woman of grit is to just keep going, grit your teeth and try and smile. Absolutely
0: Pat, it is. I mean, you are the quintessential woman of grit. I talk about, I had a troubled relationship. I, I often say when I left that relationship, I was a caterpillar, but eventually I became a butterfly. I am a woman of grit, so we overcame challenges, we persevered, despite all the setbacks, because we had a meaningful goal we're passionate about, so thank you, thank you, thank you, Pat, for coming on the Woman of Grit podcast, so where can listeners
1: find you online and social media, Okay well my website is just www.patbackley.com and I'm on all the things as Pat Backley author or varieties of that Um, so I'm very easy to find Uh, and yes thank you so much for having me on I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And your books? where can they buy your books they oh us- they're all they're all on Amazon um Barnes and Noble all the all the normal places you okay. would expect to find them really and they're available in as eBooks, which are only the price per cup of coffee or paperbacks
0: I saw that when I got my paperbacks so it has been an absolute pleasure I've had the I spent some time with Arthur pat backley who wrote her first book at the age of 70 and she has seven published books the eighth one at the editors and two more on the way it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you all the way from tomorrow in new zealand thank you and i am pretty sure we'll do this again sometime so take care Thank you so much. All right, then. This episode of Woman of Grid Podcast is sponsored by Gridpreneur Apparel, a brand that encourages women to find their voices, reclaim their power, and transform their lives. Gridpreneur Apparel. Ever grateful, never quit. Thanks for joining us on Woman of Grid podcast. Check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn, where I go by the handle at Dr. On at sign dr underscore a h n e, and also on my website www.dr a h n e.com. All that information will be in the show notes. Please subscribe to the show to catch every episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh and relevant content. If there's a topic you want me to cover, please leave them in your comments. See you in two weeks. And as always, remain ever grateful and never quit as you find your voice, reclaim your power and transform into a woman of grit. Thank you.